Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's Interview Podcast. Well, they're back. Congo Square Theater has a terrific show, and I have the director, Taran Patton, here. Hello. Hello. How are you? Tell us about Bull Rusher. It's it's a magnificent show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's about a young lady. Um, she was put in a basket, and she's found in a small town in Northern California by a school teacher. And she's raised in a town where um, she's not an outcast because of color or race or gender or any of that, but she has a gift. She can read water, which means if you touch water and she touches water, she can see a bit of your future. And her life is going along okay, I guess. And then a young lady from Alabama named Vera comes and she for the first time in her life is faced with she's never seen another black woman in her life she's only seen one other black person right a black person but a black man she's never seen an image of herself so she is intrigued enthralled and she starts to ask all those questions of well who am i and where did i come from and we get a chance to watch her go on this journey of self-discovery through her uh, visit from Vera and how her identifying with herself or how she, how her exploration affects her relationships with the people that she's been raised by and the town itself. It's set, it's in Redwood Country, Northern California. Yes, it is. And my clue was that it was set in 1955. Yes. Because of uh, the, the reference to the Emmett Till. To the Emmett Till, Till yeah. yes. And it's Dated right, it for me. Yeah. Yes. And I think uh, Issa Davis, who is the writer, it's a, a 2007 uh, Pulitzer nominee. And I love it that she set it right at the brink of the civil rights movement because I think that she has uh, found a wonderful way to give us a little insight into the people who started it or the, the movement of the young people who started it. Particularly and Vera, through Vera. Through Vera. Yeah. And, and how um, this young lady, what she learns in her experience here is what she takes back. And then we, we get a chance to see that infusion of wanting change. And that I love about it. And yet it's not hit you over the head with white, black. It's not about that. It's about humanism. It's about love. It's about finding out who you are for yourself, and yeah, I because it because it uh, bull rusher was totally accepted totally, in the white community. Totally accepted. Fact, there's a, there's a part in there that I remember. It said she didn't learn that she was black until she was about five or so six. She years was old. five years yeah, old yeah. until he told her. And then there's you know other references when she starts to identify herself with being African American, where they say you're not colored, you're a bull rusher, you know. And so there's this. Um, place that you would think in 1955, there's a there's a little bit of disbelief that this place could actually exist, that someone in 1955 could not be touched by race. But this town does exist. It is Boonsville. Yes, yeah. It's in Northern California. And even today, the population is about, I want to say, a thousand people. And it's, it's very them. rural. Very rural. And you referenced, and they referenced the, the language they use. That's part bootling. of yeah, yes. the bootling. And and uh, 
all people have to do is take that word and put it in Google, and it and it explains everything. And they did have a lingo, right? Yes, they did. Yeah. And, they, and and different words mean different things. And it, it's a way. Uh, I think Bull Rusher describes it best. It's a way to make something their own. And so it's kind of, if I want to say, in what we know in African American, it would be akin to pig Latin. Okay. Yeah. Which is, you know, when I was a kid. My mom and her and my her sister used to speak Pig Latin, and they didn't want me to know what they were talking about. And I remember being like, "Wish I knew what they were saying." Well, this is kind of like that. And um, there's like angry, which is can kicky, or losing larmers, which is gossip. <laughs> and so, if you're not from there, you know, you don't know what's going on. They can have a complete conversation about you. It's kind of like Yiddish in, Yiddish, in Europe, exactly. Yeah, uh, or in, wanted- in some of my ethnic friends. Uh, that were from Poland or that. Yeah. When I was growing up, the mother would, if they wanted to say something that I didn't understand, they'd talk <laughs> in Polish. Even though the, the kid who was my, my buddy resented it and wouldn't answer in Polish, but right. he understood. But he understood. Yeah. And it's just, I, I want to say the other thing is in New Orleans when you have uh, the Creole, you know, when they speak half Creole and half English together so fast and you're just like, oh wow, this clearly I'm not supposed to be a part of this conversation. Yeah. I've seen some films and some plays <laughs> yes. with, with heavy Creole, yeah. Yeah, and so So it this is, is a- their own language. And at first at first I I had to tune my ear into it, which is fine. It's, it's like in a late way it's like Shakespeare. Once you or Irish or Scottish accents. But once you tune into it, you figure out easily what it's about. And then it adds a certain charm and a certain um truth to the fact that it helps you buy into the ruralness. Well, the language in this production is amazing yes. because you have the bootling, but then um, Issa has given Bullrusher a language that she creates to talk to the river, which yeah. she has taken words that we know, but she turns it into uh, poetry or um and, and I don't want you to think of it as poetry because it's really not that. It's her language that she's learned because she lives with a school teacher, so she has a vast vocabulary. But she's learned how to take the English language and change it into her own language to when she speaks to the river. If you looked at it on paper, you'd think, oh, that's a poem. But it's not a poem. It's how she communicates to the river. And it's, I think it's lyrical it's in a way. It's lyrical, yeah. yes. Yeah. And it's poetic, and yet. Not to, it's, it's also intimate, you know, so you're not, uh, you don't feel put off by it. You're kind of drawn in by it, you know, and she does it. I think, um, oh my God, Erica Redcliffe does an amazing job. See, this, this is a breakthrough role for her. I've, I've seen her job. do a lot of good work, but I think this is, this is, I the mean, one. my, ca- the cast, all of them, I mean, uh, oh my God, Tamala Perry. Uh, uh, Courtney, who normally does musical theater. Yeah, he's a rock, rocker. He's a rocker, and a folk, right? Folk, right? Yeah. And, so, and a good one. Yes, but in this one, he is charming. And, uh, Elizabeth Laidlaw, I mean, oh my God, she's amazing and just, um, this She's girl, got a command. Yes. And, and a perfect just, casting for yes, Madame. Madame, yeah. exactly. And Adrian Bird, I mean, he's a blast from the past. Uh, I remember, uh, seeing Adrian in Peel Hill at CTC. When I was that right? Okay. Yes, I know was, I've seen him before. Yeah, right? Michael Wright and all those guys, Robert Townsend. I yeah. mean, he was in that crew, and he left the business for like thirteen years, raised his child, and I went to him and said, "Are you interested?" And he read the script, and he said, "I would love to return to the stage with this with this role." So I am so. And then Joe Zaro, he's a 
well, he was a, a teacher at Kenwood High School. I remember him I bringing, saying, yes, oh, I remember him, there you go. <laughs> I remember him bringing his students to see me at court and uh, doing Flying West. And he came in to audition and I said, well, let me see what you got. And I was just amazed at his, um, just zenness with this character. Particularly really in the early scenes when he doesn't speak. Yes. But he's speaking. Without saying words. And yeah. that's when you know you got an actor. Yeah, I, I agree. I <laughs> that's agree. when you know you have an actor. And I was wondering if he was ever going to speak. Right. But he does at certain key times. Yeah. There you go. He's one of those people, as they say, he only speaks when he has something to say. Yeah. But he speaks very loudly when he's quiet. Um, I, I couldn't have asked for a better cast or the production. I mean, you know. The set. Talk about the, the set. set. Oh, my gosh. So, Andre Onigan. He is one of our, I mean, he's done a lot of our sets. He did Brothers of the Dust. He did Color Museum. Mm -hmm. uh, I love his ability to take minimal, minimal things and make them into something monumental. And this set that he has put in this is just, uh, as a director, it was just amazing how many ways I could use it. He gave me so many tools for a debut as an actor. I had so many locations to create, and yet I had a very small space. And I was like, Andre, and he says, I've got it. I've got it. And he did. And between that and then the view, um, he did the projections. The projections really add a lot. Between the two, it, it just showed the the art of theater at yes. its best. And even your little your little pond or your reference to the river. <laughs> well, let uh, me tell you, that, the that water, one. you know, the river has is, I would have to say the river is a character as well. Yes. Because it is such a huge part of the production and of Bulrush's world. It is her source of her gift. And so um, I was animate about the water. But, you know, whenever you talk about bringing water on stage, Usually the, you know, the producers are like, absolutely not, absolutely yeah. not. But I was fortunate to be at Congo Square and, and amongst family where I said, guys, I have to have this. Yeah. I would and they think, worked really hard. I to would get think it without, me. without it, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't I don't think it for me, it wouldn't resonate the way that it does. And there's such, uh, I had one patron say to me after the show, he said, can I touch the water? And I said, why? And he said, I don't know. It's something very, um, very tranquil about it. And I feel like I, I just want to touch it. And I said, sure, go That's right interesting. ahead. Yeah. He wanted to touch it. I could the see water. that. Yeah. He just was like, and, but I the way it? the water and the way the videos and the lighting, uh, the, you, the water was deeper and bigger than it actually was. Exactly. And that's the art of theater. That exactly. kind of reminds me of when Marriott did, uh, did, uh, Miss Saigon the first time. Terry James tells, still tells the story about people saying, how did you get the helicopter on the stage? And they didn't. It was all light and sound. I mean, no way to get it in Marriott. You know? Yes. And it's in, just in terms of sound. I mean, Rick Sims was a sound in, um, there's so many locations. When you think about, when I think about Cal Northern California, there's vastness. And I wanted that vastness. I felt like it, it had to be incorporated. And I think that between the sound and the set, Everything about it and the lights, it was just, they transformed us and took us to California. I felt like there was just this vastness, even though it was a small area, but they, they created it for us, which really helped make, move the story. Well, you made terrific use of, uh, of, uh, 
I don't know if what she called the Beacon Street Theater or the <laughs> the former home of, it, uh, of yeah, Black Ensemble. It but, is. Yeah. It's the uh, it's now Pegasus Players. Pegasus Players. Okay. And um, I, I I personally have seen shows there, but I never witnessed a set. So to just walk in that first day that Andre allowed me to walk the set and see it in there, um, I was blown away. I was just blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, it's it, it's um, it's inviting. It's, an, it's really inviting. And the sound is good there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. acoustics are amazing. Yeah. The acoustics are amazing. So it is definitely, I would say, there's a lot of history, you know, there wow. with it being the old black ensemble space. And so to be there uh, and be in there with something that's different and new, and yet it's home to a lot of our patrons. It's for them to see it in a different light. Oh, yeah, and everybody great. knows where it's at. Yeah, That's kind of why I wanted knows. to bring that yeah, up. Yeah. Because some people would associate Pegasus with Truman College, which they're no longer. Yeah, it's there. at 4520 North Beacon now. And I think that. Um, what days are you running? Might as well we are running. There now. you go. Here we go. A shameless plug <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. There's two shows on Saturday. There's a matinee, which is our target two for one matinee. What time is that? That is at 3 o'clock on oh, that's Saturdays. A, that's mm-hmm. good. And you can go and for dinner after. There you go. Down the street. There's a great restaurant right on the corner of Florentines. They have great pizza. Oh, my God. I love pizza. So, yes. So, I am very excited. And I am so excited that you came to see it. Because I'm always interested in what you have to say. Oh, well, that's always... nice. it's nice to hear. Well, you know, Congo Square Theater through the years, uh, it's one of those, if they're doing a show, you know, schedule when there's conflicts i'll be on i'll say what most of us do but are afraid to say uh if there's a conflict i go with the strongest theater it doesn't make any difference what the show is you you know you got there and you guys are on that list thank you with well, a lot of other strong theater. well thank yeah. you thank you so much and, I, and that's where i discovered these terrific plays yes bull rusher is, is i well, it it grabbed me right from the beginning we've had bull rusher it started at uh actually i don't know if some well, people who come up would remember we had a reading series about four years ago at the um ccpa at 777 north green on the saturday afternoons from two to four and you would come and hear a new play and have wine and cheese and talk about it. Well, that is where Bull Rusher was discovered. We did it for the first time there at a reading, and the pa- and our patrons were like, "You've got to do this play. You've got to yeah, do this I, play." I would think so. And so um, we were going to do it before, and then you know we ran into some things and had to push it and push it back. And I just feel very fortunate that I had a board and I had an ensemble that really felt like I felt about it that it was a show that Congo needed to produce. And we let our patrons know that. And I wanted to say that if any one of you are listening, it means a great deal to us at Congo that our patrons let us know that they appreciate and know that we're something that is needed and make us feel that way. So we work really, really hard to stay around because we have advocates like you and we have advocates well, and patrons. who It's about you know, the work. And it's you, about and, the work. And, and you guys have a niche that, that no one else has in this town. So we and we need that and, and and the quality. I mean, this is an all equity, pretty much an all yes. equity production, right? Yes. And yes. and uh, with the set and everything, you guys make a big commitment to these shows. We do, we do, and we want to. We um, I I want to say that we have a, a history of of artistic excellence that we always want to strive for. It's mostly about that and making sure that we continue to do that. And if we can't. 
then we don't want to do it. We only want to do it at the level that at the highest level. At the highest level that is expected of us. We are, you know, African American professionals and that is what we do. And so we want to be represented in that way and have people who come from other places, New York, London, who come here, we and look at us and say, Hey, that is an example of Chicago theater. Wow. That's that's amazing and something that well, I Well, you've see done that and this show certainly fits Yay, that. Yay. You really. know what? I I could not be happier. I could not be happier with with the outcome and now I just need the people. I just want as many people as they can to come Well, and that's see why it. I wanted I felt it important. 5 minutes into the into the show, I said I got I got to find a way, you know, and I said I got I got to interview somebody from the show. And Yay. then then I was so impressed with the way you direct and this is your director Debut. Debut. It's my first one. So I'm. What I, got you to direct? You know, I, I've been putting it off for a long time and, uh, I could come up with a thousand reasons. Every year I had a reason why I shouldn't. But this play in particular, it, it grabbed me in a way that I felt like I needed to guide it because I felt like there was a message in it that I am a proponent of and that is self-discovery. I don't have a problem with identity. I don't have a problem with sexuality. I don't have a problem with gender. I do have a problem with society dictating who and what we are to our children through the media at such a young age, and they don't get a chance to grow up and find out who they are for themselves. And so with Bull Russia, we get to do that. And I wanted to direct that. I wanted to be the catalyst to bring that conversation to to the forefront and I wanted to be the person to push a beautiful story so that people would walk away and if nothing else just say did I find out who I was for myself or am I goes into our season I am am I who I say I am or am I who you say I am and that's an important lesson yes for, for everybody particularly for young people yeah. yes because too often they do, they get programmed by society now. Yeah. And then they take 20 years only to find out that what they've been perpetrating for 20 years is a lie and not who they are. And then they have to spend another 20 years. And it's like, I just feel like my generation, not telling my age, but I was allowed a little bit more freedom, like a bull rusher, to know, to find out for myself what this was and race and, and gender and my role. Whereas now I feel like I hear kids as young as five telling another kid, you're this, you're that. It's so many labels. And I think it's nonproductive and and destructive in the long run. Yeah. And in my generation, it was we were programmed by our parents. You had to go to college. You had to you had to get a well, good paying job and a. And I, it took me years to get out of exactly. it. Exactly. That's not what I exactly. wanted. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it took me a long time to tell my parents that I was changing. I had changed, not that I was going to, that I had changed my major uh, to theater. I kept that until I was almost graduated. Oh, and I, I would yeah. imagine what they said about that. Oh, my well, God. you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I found out, you know, when I made the announcement that I, you know, that um, my grandfather that I didn't really get a chance to know actually was a thespian. So I found out a little bit of history about myself. So I think that for me, that's the reason that I didn't want anyone. I wanted to be the person to direct Bull Rusher because I felt like because it is such a, 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 um, a huge part of me and my personality that I would commit to it. And it would be, you know, I have to, I have to go all in, in order for me to to do something. And with this, I was able to do that. Well, you did do it. Yay. And you know, (laughs) I find <clears throat> over the years doing a lot of these interviews, when I get a director that 
was you could tell was passionate about the production and it made it go. And then when you interview them, they have a similar story. They had to do a certain play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think those are the those are the projects that they are like someone said a labor of love mm-hmm. because you everyone knows that this is something that should be done and has to be done and it's it needs to be you know brought to the forefront and so it's not work. Had you ever seen a production of this? No. Good. No, and I that, actually that helps. No, it? no, and right. I actually Issa Davis. Right. I knew her and didn't. I did a show with Issa Davis in California. She is an actress. She's an actress, and I did a show with her. Wow, early like nineties when I was pursuing my career in Los Angeles, and we did a show at a very a a small storefront theater. And when I saw, you know, it came across our table, and I read it, I was like, yes, 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 I got to do this play. And then when I reached out and I realized that it was the Issa Davis that I had worked with almost 15 years prior that just made it for me even more complete because it was someone that uh, I knew was as passionate and as dedicated to the work as, as I am. And she told us that she was writing and I, Oh, I just reached out to her and I was like, Issa, I'm going to direct your play. And she was like, are you kidding? And I said, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do is she it. she coming in to see it? You yes, she is. she is. You know, she couldn't come in. Um, she was supposed to come in opening, but she didn't make it because of Hurricane Sandy. She's in New York, oh. so she was not able to get out. But um, she's she's definitely, you know, we're we're going to, every day we're going to try to figure out she's going to get here because she has to lay eyes on it. And I'll, you know, we, I'm thinking, I'm hoping in the next two weeks. Good. Well, Steve. They'll be on your site, though, right? Yes. Okay. Of course it will. Well, of course it will. And so we'll let everyone know. So what else is going to go on this year at Congo Square? Well, at Congo Square, we, um, we're going to be doing the Nativity, uh, at, uh, Kennedy King College on the South Side. Okay. We have a limited run that starts December 13th through the That's 23rd. true. I've seen it four or five yes, times. That's always yes. a high energy show. Yes, it is. And so it's a Christmas tradition. So we definitely want to do it. Oh. <laughs> Am I going to be in it? Huh? Oh my goodness! I wish I could sing like they do. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, you know, ensemble. You can oh sort of my goodness! Fake it, I no? wish. I okay. wish. You know, Nativity is the one show that, uh, as ensemble, we do have ensemble. You know, Alexis Rogers, of course. Sure. And uh, we usually have it on the production and either a director or um, you know, we've had a couple of ensemble members do it before. Those of us that are out of town who have very, you know, Amy Bryant, who's an amazing singer. So we have had them, but Nativity is, is, is kind of our, you know, our gift to Chicago. We want it to be, um, the tradition. It is a tradition. And so we, we, we know that we can't, we're not singers like that in order to bring it to life, but we have some of the best talent in Chicago. Not especially in gospel. Oh my God! That is that is unprecedented. So the whole world comes from Chicago. Exactly. Exactly. And so, what a better way to give those artists a catalyst than to do a show, you know, that is gospel, that is driven, that is joy filled, that is so such an amazing thing every year. So we're doing that, and then. Mr. Walter Mosley is going to come and spend some wow. time with us. Yes, Good. yes. Daniel uh, invited him in. He was very interested in his, we're doing his play, The Fall of Heaven. We're doing that in February. But he's going to come and do a festival with us 
the week of January 14th through the 19th, he's going to do Mosley on the Square, a festival. So he's going to be at the Harold Washington Library, where he's going to do a screening of Devil with a Blue Dress with a talk back. And then he's going to uh, do a reading of a new work, something he mm. has not shown to any of the other world and he's going to debut it with Congo. So we are excited yeah. about that. So um and then we're going to finish it off with our annual festival on the square where we uh highlight other organizations and spoken word and singers and music because Congo Square if you don't know is an actual place in New Orleans. Yes, I was, I was aware. Yes. Of that. And so it it is it it is more than um it's it's a cultural event. Is, is what that Congo Square. the trip you go down to New Orleans? Yeah, we're trying. That's what we're trying. Right now, we've got a getaway to New Orleans. Okay. So that's yeah, where, how, where we're starting. Okay. So you can buy a raffle ticket for one for $25, and you get two tickets round trip um, sponsored by Southwest, Southwest Airlines to New Orleans, and you get a two-night stay at the W Hotel. And it's one ticket is $25, two tickets is $40. Can you get and them through your website? You can get them through our website, okay. or you can call in and get them. Congo Square. Con- it's www.congosquaretheater.org. Okay. And you can get them on the website, or you can call into the office, or if you come at the show, you can buy them right in the lobby. So we're, we're, we're working our way up to. Okay. We want to eventually perform in New Orleans on the square. That would be amazing. So we're working our way up to it. Remounting one of the shows. Bull Why Russia, not? Would, Why that not? Play, exactly, wouldn't right? Wouldn't that play there? <laughs> and I think you could get the cast to go down. I it. think. I don't know. I'd have to really, you know, I'd probably have to bribe them really hard. But no, no, no. But yeah, New Orleans. And so the Festival on the Square is is a tribute to the original um, spirit of Congo Square, the place in New Orleans. is where Jambalaya was formulated. It's where jazz comes from. It's where modern jazz comes from. Um, on Sundays, um, New Orleans had a different type, where everyone knows this, of slavery. They, they had free, you know, slaves. They had slaves and there were, but they had a, uh, a very affluent, um, African American population right there, uh, in the, um, uh, Frobert Treme. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of people because of, on Sundays, they would go to the square to, do church to do with their native, whether it was Haitian, French, uh, they whatever their culture was, they could go and do that. They could cook, they could do, they could sew, sell their wares, and some people even made enough money to buy their freedom. Wow! Yes, from the money that they made as merchants and vendors on Congo Square. So it's, is that still going in New Orleans? Is it? No, you know they just started doing a festival. Okay. They just started doing a festival after the Katrina, and so now I think it's. The first year, I think, was last year. So we've been doing our research, going down there and, you know, feeling around to see if there's any um uh, organizations or other, you know, theatrical places that would want to do something where we could come down there just so that we can christen it well, and, you know. Make them a deal. Say, we'll do it in Chicago. Yeah. And then New Orleans. Yeah. Go back and forth. There you go. But yeah. that would be that would be that would amazing, be amazing to do it here in yes. that tradition. Yes. Yeah. So I, we're gonna cap that off in June. The festival on the square is going to be here. So and then 
We're going to sit around and figure out how to wow you for next season. <laughs> uh, do you plan on staying uh, at the Pegasus Theater? Right now, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where we are right now. And, and um, I think one of the biggest things, though, is, and I, and I know you know this already, but I, I think one of the biggest things about being a mid-sized company is having a home and, and having some place to be because yeah. to be transient sometimes can be detrimental. And I think that um, everybody right now is looking for a home. So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that in the next couple of years, we find something in the city where we can be in one place. Well, I hope maybe, uh, somebody from your board or some, That's somebody right. with some shekels with uh, some money buy the building. <laughs> Isn't the building for sale? You know what? I don't know. There's a sign out. There's I a don't sign know. Out. You know, I've been, I've seen, I saw the sign yeah. and then I'm like, well, but so I really don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, and I'm I'm definitely um I know that everyone involved who is using the space or who knows the history of the space really is going to work hard and diligent to make sure that it is something that we that yeah we keep. it's got to stay as a theater yeah it's got to yeah so that's something that we are definitely working towards but I I definitely if you want to say yeah yeah we're going to be there that's the plan and it and one of the things that was solidified that I'm sure is to let the community of uptown know that it it is something that we need and that we want to keep yeah maybe you should get the alderman involved and all that we invited her to the show yeah so I'll I'll sit next to her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but I mean in terms of the way especially under under mayor Emanuel, that they're taking areas and they're they're doing a lot of uh of things, you know, what can we do to keep an area, you know, vital? And between Black Ensemble, just a couple blocks away, and you guys in Pegasus in that location, that's going to help that whole that whole area. And it'll be great. Yeah. And 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 it's a it's such a uptown is such a great community, and it's in a and such a diverse community. Yeah. And so it is the perfect place for it. So well, and, the, really and it's hoping. what does it see? About a hundred and I want to say a hundred and sixty. Yeah, about one sixty. You know, that, you can do all right on that if you start filling that up, right? Yeah, now. that that that's definitely what we and that's where we are right now, about one sixty. And so to see that place full every night, it's a dream. Well, is it? We're almost yeah. there. We're almost and there. And I'll tell you, in terms of quality of theater, folks, uh, you need to get out and see this play. Yeah, yeah. It's come, good. come and come and join us. So I'm almost out of time. I always ask this question, so I got to ask you a few. What are a couple of the projects you're dying to do that you haven't done yet? Whether it be <sighs> a role as an actor, whether it be directing. Um, a I'd like to play Medea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to perform in New Orleans on Congo Square. Okay. Definitely. And I would like us to take a show abroad. I want to go to London. With the, do you have a show for London? No, not yet. But I do. There's something between Kwame. You know, I don't know if you know Kwame Ama. Mm -hmm. He uh, came and did Omina's Kitchen with us. Mm -hmm. And there's such a spirit of uh, there's a bridge that needs to be kept between United States and London theatrically. There's a huge. There's a just a plethora of talent over there and we need to go back and forth yes. and I think that Congo Square you know because that is what we do you know it's where the African diaspora lives and so um, they have a great a plateau for do, bringing new works and doing new works and looking at things outside of the box and so I would love for us to take a show to London yeah. 
Well, I'm sure you'll find the right one. We're we going to do I mean, it. You, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, you can always take any of the August Wilson shows. Well, that's true. And I then mean, there's Because they're Brothers, all great. Well, you know, or you could take Brothers of the Dust, which was yeah. one of our new play initiatives that I think it is a play that has the legs and the oomph and is a universal play. It is about humanity. And I think it is something that is the type of play, if we were going to tour it, that would be the kind of show that I would like to tour. Well, keep up the good work. Congo Square is, is an institution. You gotta make sure, we gotta do everything we can to make sure you guys survive and, and folks, uh, get out and see Bull Rusher. That'll help. And, and some of you folks that have sat on boards and things and know how to raise money, you can't pick a better group to raise money for. Thank you for that, Tom. And well, I, I, and I mean that. I know, sincerely. I know, and that's why I, it, it means a lot because I know you don't give that. No, not to, to everybody, not but to there, everybody. there's there's groups that Yay. that I that I would. Well, do thank that you, for. and thank I look you. forward to seeing you. And folks, thanks for listening. And remember, go see a play this week. Mm-hmm.